0: This is the Mouths of the South podcast.
1: You shut your mouth when you're talking to
0: me. The official Dirty South soccer podcast. Do you
2: understand the words that are coming out of my mouth?
0: Talking all things Atlanta United FC.
2: Don't nobody understand the words that are coming out of your mouth,
0: man. We are... South. The South got something to say. That's all I got to say. What's up, Atlanta? This is the Mouse and South Podcast, brought to you by Dirty South Soccer, in the Palatial Six Eighty The Fan Studios. I am Eric Quintana. Next to me, Josh Bagrianski, and in front of me, Mr. Sam Franco. Gentlemen,
2: good evening. Good evening to you, sir. Good morning. How are You're you? Listening We're here on a, on a playoff week. That's right. It's, uh, playoffs. Playoffs. I. You, I don't know. Uh, I, I, again, I'm trying to gauge the nervousness of the. Everyone's kind of all over the place. There are people that are like straight up, like so We're t- going down the Braves. <laughs> We're going I, down the Braves route. After 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 the week that Atlanta
0: sports has had, and after what's happened to Miles Robinson, which we'll get into in a mm-hmm. second, I I'm, and I titled it appropriately, I, I believe. I'm Miles Away from confidence. Yes. Ooh. I'm yes. Miles Away from I knew that was Eric.
2: The, this, the second I saw the title of our podcast was Miles Away from Confident. I knew Eric... That was that was that was definitely a Quintanaism. Before for I sure. came
3: down to get Josh earlier, we were Eric, thinking about we were yeah, trying to think of names. Eric's <laughs> like, "What can we do with like Miles? <laughs> <And I was laughs> like-
0: we got we got to fit him in somewhere. We got to find a way to uh, make
3: it a pun or or something." And it worked. I, I I'm very happy with what I, you yeah, came up with.
0: I truly am very pun based on what's happening with Atlanta sports. Based well, I should say based on what's happening with 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 sports that uh, uh, encompass the the, the or, or at least mine. And, and and are you a Georgia fan? Uh, nah, nah, because I mean I know uh, Sam and I are Georgia fans, so uh, everything was incumbent. Yeah, the this Ge- weekend. We, Geor-
2: everything lost. this Georgia weekend. fans had the war. That it has to be one of the worst few days for a sports fan. If you were, if you include Braves, Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia yeah. Falcons, the the Georgia way Tech you lost lose the Duke as
3: well. So I mean, oh, wow. none, none of yeah. the like football teams. Why I mean,
2: it I was, think Georgia State might have been the lone winner in the city then. And Georgia State's been doing pretty good this year, but yeah. I mean, you, you, you add
3: what
0: happened. You had what happened to the U.S. men's national team and. <laughs> It's just a, a a a world of hurt for us. Well, it's
3: not if, to keep it like Atlanta style too. It's not just that they all lost, and the Braves included right. it, it's this too. It's the way that yeah. they lost. I mean, Every you look at the Braves team. allowing ten runs in the first inning. That's never happened in the and blowing a lead before.
2: in game game four. You
3: look at the way that that Georgia and South Carolina game ended, where both coaches were just trying to like crap over the other one to see who could blow the game worse,
2: and then the Falcons lost with a missed extra point. Yeah, and a some bad refereeing calls mixed in there I mean, as well. I mean,
3: unreal, man. Yeah. A, and then, yeah, for, for Atlanta United to have a chance now, I mean, it's a one-off playoff game. The entire MLS playoffs now is one-off. So anything could happen. Yeah. But this is where I think we truly find out if Atlanta United is included in like the Atlanta sports cursor. <laughs> like, this is the game.
0: I started to think a little bit when I got the news that Miles Robinson uh, pulled a hammy. I started to think that all right, well, here it is. And then I walked into the studios this morning, and all the guys were from Six Eighty were talking about, you yeah, know, yeah. is this the last week for Atlanta? Yeah, and I was like, well, you've seen Atlanta sports the last ten days. You know, what do you think? So it's it's <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the, the, the play on the field, with the individual players, with with the the atmosphere that that Mercedes Benz is going to be. It's got nothing to do with anything a uh, uh, sports related. It's got everything to do with, I guess, sports related in the sense that this city is a terrible or has some seriously bad sports luck, but
1: <laughs>
0: it's got nothing to do with the play on the field. It's got everything to do with the environment that Atlanta sports has, or, or at least the fan bases have created around Atlanta sports in the city and all that stuff. Is it possible?
3: Very angsty. since it's, yeah. it's
2: Eric's fault, as we all know anyway, that he is the cause of all, the, all of the Atlanta sports heartbreak? Is, is actually just, didn't, just Eric? I want
0: to say, I didn't actually start watching the Braves until they were already down 10. So, not my fault. I, oh, what did I do during the, the
3: Georgia game? Wait, so you actually continued to watch? Yeah, what you, so you I watched like another inning, and I was like, "All right, what am I doing?" I flipped it over to Maury. I forget <laughs> what
0: I was doing for the for the uh, during the Georgia game, but I had to, I I essentially Need some therapy. I essentially like caught the end of it, and then when I saw the score, I was like, "All right, well, I'm not watching this." Falcons very much the same way. I was in the middle of something, and then I caught the score, and I was like, "Eh," and then. As I think I mean the same thing with with the US men's national yeah. team. As I'm watching, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is absolutely awful. I had to kind of turn it off and I turned it back on at some point and I don't know. I, all the sports teams in my life right now are are just kind of leaving me. Was, Even Atlanta United. Yeah. Like as much as as much as we are all kind of surprised, and if you're not surprised, you're lying to yourself that LA United's in second place and we're looking at a a, a first round playoff match at home. It's still been kind of a disappointing season with all the talk around the around the team, around Frank DeBoer, around all the negativity, I should say, around everything that's gone on this season—it's it's, been up and it's, down. It's man. still been kind of like a downer, honestly. Well,
3: there've been ups, like the, sure, no, yeah. What was it was August? The the run, For sure. run? I mean, that was a but great even, month. But even
0: even through those times, there were still down moments. As good as those as good as those weeks were, you still had people, and I'm not saying not necessarily us, but people talking about the negativity around the team, the negative aspects of the team, and how. They haven't been. They're not performing the same way they were last year. This isn't sustainable. They're they're, they're, they're scoring less goals than they did last year. They're allowing more goals and like all that stuff. Just all the negativity that came around. Uh, so this year, I guess I could throw Atlanta United into that into that Atlanta sports nonsense. Because look, the Braves ended up winning the division and they got bounced in the first round. So that very much, they, Atlanta United could very much have that same sort of. Obviously, didn't win the division, but you know what I mean.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, the second place team. Yeah. Uh, one of the, you know, again, if you finish in second place, that's you know, akin, I guess, to to winning the division. Like, like if there was a Southeast Division in MLS, Atlanta would have won it, even though there's only, I guess, really one other team <laughs> <Yeah>. that geographically <laughs> counts in that region. Yeah, I would, I would love to
2: be in that division. <laughs> yeah, I know, really.
3: <laughs> um, Especially what? with the Orlando and and their uh, their gaffs. if it, I'm not going to get into it too specifically, but if you haven't seen their latest uh, gaff. Uh, something that happened in their team shop. Well, I'm sure you can go find it. Um, but just uh, continuing to be yeah. Orlando, they over missed the and playoffs again. again. By the way, they did do we, miss the yeah. do, Before
0: we dive into Atlanta United, do we want to talk about U.S. Men's National Team, or you want to save it for later? Let's cap.
2: Let's let's end it with. Do you that. want to talk about it at all? Uh, I I, 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 would I would like to, to but honest, honestly, honestly, I think people don't care enough. I think we should leave it for the end, and you know, so if you want to listen to a little, because people have tuned out, man. We I mean, are, we are in a super bubble with the 30 people that care, you know, and so w- let's leave it to the end. About the U.S. Men's National Team. About the U.S. Men's National <laughs> Team, yeah. We're, <laughs> We're right. going to specify a little hey, bit. Let, let's tease this segment, though. That's true. Uh, let's tease this I segment I don't want to tune this. off all 30 of those listeners of ours, well, but... We'll, uh, we'll tease it for later in the show
3: with this. Yeah. I want to ask Josh just yes or no, and then you can explain it why later. Is this team
0: going to make the World Cup in twenty <laughs> Don't answer. <laughs> i'm I'm saying yes,
3: I would also like to say that, after like a heartbreaking crushing a- loss to your team, like after Georgia lost on uh Saturday, a commercial came on for Six Flags, and my girlfriend has a season pass, and so I look over at her this is at like three thirty in the afternoon. I look over at her and I because it was for Fry fest or whatever i look I go, should we just go and so I went to six Flags so if anything a spontaneous trip to Six Flags after your team loses, so if uh Atlanta United were to lose. Uh, Saturday. That at, least game
0: got, be, at least you got the rest of Saturday to do what
3: you want. That's what I'm saying. That game will be over by like <laughs> 3:30, 3 three three o'clock, 3.30 so you can go find something fun to do to take your mind off of it. But we don't think Atlanta United's going to lose on Saturday. Are you sure? Oh. I don't think so. I don't.
0: I'm miles away from being confident. I'll put it no! out.
1: there. <laughs> uh, look,
0: obviously the injury to Miles Robinson, if you haven't heard, for whatever reason, uh, pulls a hammy um, in the the training session after the match for the US men's national team that you'll often see if you ever stick around Mercedes-Benz Stadiums you'll often see the the uh the opponent uh, opposing team they'll have players running up and down the field so it's not uncommon for Miles Robinson to 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 do the activity that he was doing
2: although interestingly Darren Eels voice is his displeasure in an interview uh a radio interview saying that he should not have been put in that position I don't it's hard to say without the full context like you said Eric I think A lot of people maybe don't realize this because why would you be looking at what's happening on the field 20, 30 minutes after a game ends? But it's not uncommon uh, for a lot of teams to have, particularly their unused subs, come out and and run sprints. Um, And even sometimes you'll see some of the guys that got minutes come out and work on their own and cool down. So it's not like, I mean, and again, we weren't. We're not like privy.
3: drills? Like no, I mean, usually or? what
2: I'll see them do at Mercedes-Benz is it's basically just a, a, a run back and forth between the half line and the end line. And these guys are so freaking fit that that's really just like a kind of e- easy session for them. Suicides or anything? No, it's not like they're like all out, but it's, uh, you know, it's definitely a... a yeah, you know, I, I I I wouldn't make it to midfield at that pace. So it's
3: a brisk, a brisk. Yeah, so
2: there. it's not uncommon. Again, we're not privy to exactly what they were doing or what or what but uh, and it's also not uncommon for a club to criticize the international team's handling of a player with respect to health. But uh, you know, as, as far as it him, all the him running after the game, seeming like such a weird thing, it's, it's actually it's actually not. No, that
0: part of it's yeah. not. It's still, it's still a little unclear though. It was yeah, whether, it's unclear whether it was there or whether it was when he was warming up for to actually get in the game. Either way, it doesn't really matter. He's injured. Um, listed a, as
2: oh, go ahead, sorry. Listed
0: right. as week to week by Atlanta United. So I, I, I truly can't. I don't think anyone can really tell let's, you what that means. Let's I think, assume
2: he's out this weekend. Don't you?
0: I, I think what that means is I, I think it's more it's more likely that Atlanta United, the front office at least, is playing. Head games. games with with Bruce <laughs> Arena and, and and New England Revolution to maybe not say okay he's definitely out that would let yeah, him, that would let you know too. that would let the op- the opponent know that you know okay we need a game plan for. That's exactly what it is,
2: right? Because if you say two to four weeks, New England knows he's out. Exactly. And, you know, if you now, say week to week, yeah. he,
0: maybe he plays. Either way, even if he does play, which I don't think he is, but even if he does, it, I guess it depends on the injury. I don't really know the extent I mean, of the I mean, with a
2: hamstring injury, it's hard to if it's, imagine If it's, if it's, if it's, if back, it's exactly. even
0: relatively tweaked, he's not going to be the same player. This is the point I was getting at. He's not going to be the same player that he that he typically is.
3: There is one thing you it, can do for soft tissue damage. Yeah, Rest.
2: Wait. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: So
3: even if he were to get into the game... Uh, even if this
0: is the slightest of pulls on his hamstring, it's still going to affect the way he plays. He's not going to be as fast. He's not going to be as as mobile. He's he's I mean, he's not going to be terrible. He's just not going to be the same player we're used to seeing. Uh, you also don't really want to put a player like Miles Robinson in that kind of a position where you yeah. know what he's capable of. You know that, what, again, with even with the slightest tweak, you're not going to get 100%. Honestly, might be easy. And this is where the conversation kind of takes a – just shifts towards more the game on Saturday. It, it, w- how do you replace a guy like Ronald Robinson? that yeah, what I, do you do tactically, or or do just is this just like for like uh, replacement, which both
2: warrant a a discussion. Well, and there's going to be decisions back you know back to front to be made. But right? the first decision you make is, and I think this is to me this is a cut and dry one. Although I've heard people go the other way, the first one is, do you stay in a back three? Or do you go to the back four that you finish the New England match with? I, th- I think you probably stay in a back three mm. because that you still you've got players that are comfortable playing that system from last year. I don't think R- Miles is a must uh, in a back three, even though his pace is nice. So personally, uh, I would I would stick with the back three and I'd I'd slide Michael Parkhurst uh, in, into that center back spot where uh, where he was playing. I thought you know he's been playing pretty well. Um, if you look at the first sixty sixty five minutes of the Toronto match that he played before he he took a little knock that as well as Atlanta have United have defended uh in in a long time. So I, I think that he absolutely can play there. He's used to playing that system. He reads the game well enough to play in between the right and left center back. Uh so I think you just go parky for Miles Robinson and stick with more or less the same tactical setup around him.
3: The reason I worry about that is in this game in particular, if you had asked me before the acquisition of Gustavo Bo for New yeah. England. If you'd asked me that, I'd be like, okay, I w- I'd be okay with Parkhurst there. You don't think that, you know, Bo and, and the tremendous run of form that guy's been on. I mean, I think he scored 10 or— He's one of
2: the best strikers in MLS. like 11
3: or 12 goals yeah. since his acquisition in July. And it's like, I don't know if I trust Michael Parkhurst to be able to to, to kind of handle that. That's why Eric and I were talking about on radio earlier. It's like— it almost seems like you have to go with four men at the back here. Right?
2: I don't know because at the same time, if you play three center backs, it actually helps you deal better with with a with a, with a four that plays like that because you have three center backs to to kind of shadow them instead of two as you would in the back four. Of course, New England going to play a four four two, so you have to deal with probably two the, forwards the, the, between the, him and Caicedo. But the problem is that the back that that back three is stretched out. Pretty much all the time. Yeah, but yeah. if you play a four, then you have two center backs going against two forwards, so it's two v two. I mean, that that's I think that's a more dangerous situation. But
3: you're much less likely to get caught out.
2: Yeah, and that's going to be the story of this game. Is I think it's it's going to be, and we talked about this last week. Of it, Eric, it's going to be wide open. I mean, it's 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 going to be a wide open game, and I think the space you guys talk about being at the back in a back three, is just it's just going to be part of this game. Uh, if, particularly if New England set up the same way. But oh, but I've I've said what, my piece. So you guys say back four? I, I I don't know. I'm. It's not. I mean, I can I can get it right. I mean, you play a back four. You have maybe Jeff Laronnette sit. I feel like for this match, two center backs. It, it just
0: depends on what the overall philosophy for this match is going to be. I assume it's going to be relatively the same as it was. It has, We're going to play Pogba is, at is left.
2: That is it Well,
0: I assume the, the 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 tactics behind you know uh, how attacking you are, how much pressure you apply up top, is going to be similar to what we've seen all year. Yeah. In that in that case. I, I, that's the thing. I don't know. I just, I, I don't want to, I don't trust LGP. I don't trust Michael Parkhurst because of how long he's, hasn't been
2: starting regularly. To me, that's or why or you play back regularly. three, though. That's why you play three center backs instead of two. That, to me. I mean, I think, you know, like, the back three sounds bad, uh, but we're accepting the game is going to be open, and you're dealing. It, it's, it's not that it sounds bad. It's
0: that there's no, there is no backup at all. Miles Robinson was this, the, kind of the, uh.
2: The safety. Yeah, for, it's not like last LGBT year we had the, where you had the wingbacks playing a little deeper in the postseason. We're you assuming you're going to have year, yeah. Miriam Gressel going wild down the flanks. Okay, but I, I can. I, I mean, I'm, I, I can see I, it.
0: I'm overall less convinced that it's going to be as wide open as maybe you do because
2: you think New England's going to sit back more. Well, we talked about this last week. You I, think New England's going to sit if, back more. I think Bruce Arena is
0: smart and it's Washington United, yeah. know, is Washington Atlanta United. He knows that I can really do damage to them on the counter. I think I'm going to have more opportunities because of how how often they'd be giving up uh, possession in the midfield or in the middle of the field. Um, we saw two weeks ago what it looked like when we did uh, go over the top quickly, I, and, and on top of that, you don't have Miles Robinson back there to kind of help out the the LGP who is in a bad run of form as of late, and Michael Parker's to Assuming he's he's gonna be the guy that replaces in a back three, he would be. I assume so, he would be the
2: guy that replaces. So uh, you guys would go with a four. Well, and I also think with you, Escobar the, right. Pogba left I'm guessing.
3: Yeah, I mean that's the thing. That was the one concern I have in playing a back four it's that fine you have though. to throw Florentin Pogba. And that's
2: a defensive that is a pretty yeah. defensive back four. You don't your your full backs would stay back. Right, I can see all his points. Well, and I think the reason- You're wrong, but I can see your point. <laughs>
3: I think one of the reasons that I I went that route too is Eric just kind of alluded to the fact that if Bruce Arena is paying attention, then he would know that you can catch Atlanta United on the counter sometimes. And it's like, okay, if that's the case, then how aggressive does Atlanta United want to get into their lineup? And that gets even further down the field where it's like, okay, are you going to like – play Pity and then play Nagby sort of more withdrawn in a defensive midfield role? Or are you going to allow Nagby to kind of play the role that he enjoys playing a little yeah. bit more, a little further forward and bring in Jeff Lorenowitz? So that's the thing. It's like how aggressive right. is Atlanta United going to get and is Atlanta United going to check some of their normal aggressive play because A, you don't have miles and B what Bruce Arena right. is going to do to attack Atlanta United, that, or and, how and, he's going to, and
2: that's kind of your next question with the starting eleven is because whether you go back three or back four, you know we've seen the it's it's not going to be a significantly different system through the midfield, and I think you kind of hit on it, Sam. I mean, we all know Nagby's. I mean, you can't you cannot sit Nagby at this point. He's such an essential part of uh, what Frank DeBoer wants to do, and he's been in such great form. So the decision you're left with then is at the other center mid spot. Uh, do, do you want to go with? Basically, Eric Rometty, who is going to give you more than Jeff Lorentz in terms of being able to cover ground. Uh, certainly, uh, I think, an overall better technical. I wouldn't say better technical, but a little more creativity to his game. Where do you go with the Jeff Lorenowitz, who you know kind of what you're going to get from him? So that's the next decision. You're going to go back three or back four. You've got to decide how you're going to play Miles Robinson. Then you move into the midfield, and you've got Lorenowitz or Rometty. I've been on the Lorenowitz train for Over a month now. Rometty's been pretty because yeah. First of all, Rometty has been way out of form, Uh, and I understand Rometty at his best gives you a little more than Jeff Lernerwitz because he's able to play box to box. But Mm -hmm. when you have a a, a team that wants to go forward and attack, to me, I like Jeff Lernerwitz over Eric Rometty because you know he's going to sit in that pocket of space in front of the center backs and not try to go. You know, win the ball in wide areas and things like that. So I would go with obviously. Now we're gonna go. You're gonna go Nagby, but I would start Jeff Larian and would at that kind of traditional number six spot. Regardless if it's a back four, or back three. Regardless. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
3: I would. Irregardless.
2: Irregardless. My I, bad. I think you'd say both, right?
3: No irregardless isn't a word. I was just kidding. Oh, jeez. Oh, I
0: think and here I, I am word. like assuming yeah, it's, it's a word. I just, I just, yes. I just accepted it. I just
2: accepted it. I think it is a word, I, anyways. So yeah, I, I,
0: I would. I would lean more. I would definitely lean more. Lorenowitz If it's a back four, because then he can just kind of split the difference between uh, what I assume would be LGP and, and Michael Parker's, and, and you've got a back three. Um, if it's a back three, I honestly, I, I see what you're saying. I, I don't know. No, it, no, no, you're it, right. Aaron. I go back and forth because I'm like, I, I, I want to see this team attack, and I feel like with Lorenowitz it's it's just less attacking, especially in the middle of the field, and then. It, Rometty, uh, we talked about him being, or you talked about him being a little more technical on the ball, and it's not really technical. It's just well, I said he has a
2: creative, more creative element to his game than Lorentowitz.
0: Like Lorentowitz is like more brutish on the ball. I mean, he's
3: typical. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like he's just more of like a well, he just kind of is more. He's more even methodical. on the ball. Even
0: on the ball, he's more of a bash bro than like a like a like a anything that can. Then, than being someone I mean, that can do something with his feet, ex- like not not like. 100% full-on mm. bash bro, even no. with the ball at his feet. He's speed. exactly
2: what you expect for someone that played four years at Brown. There you go. Jeff Wernowitz and Bodies. He is the stereotypical American
0: soccer yeah, player. Yeah, we, yeah, we, Well, I was
3: going to say, we might yeah. get back to this later, in the, and we were talking about U.S. National Team uh, later on, but on radio, Eric and I were kind of talking about how, at this rate, the U.S. needs to probably go back and just play the way that has been successful for them, which is, hold on for dear life, and then counter when when you get a good moment. Jeff Lorenowitz is the quintessential example of the type of player I want if the U.S. is going to play like that. Because mm. nope. he's, he's just such a – is he technically great? No. But he's – For his age, especially. You
2: call him technically proficient.
3: Yeah, but but for his age, especially, he's super fit.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think, I mean, to me, would you go Remedier or or Lorenowitz? Oh, there's no debate here. And I think Eric brings up a good point. If it's a back four, you've got to play Lorenowitz because you're left with two center backs instead of three, and the outside back's... Can get pulled out wide, so you have to have someone sitting there to to, to create three v two against the two strikers. But if you go back three, you don't necessarily oh, I, I have to I'm do much,
0: that. I'm much more flexible with depending on you know what the what the training week looks like for Rometty, how good he's looked, how good he's meshed with the with with the uh, whoever replace whatever Frank DeBoer decides to to fix this Miles Robinson situation with. Um, I'm more flexible with with either one uh, with Rometty at least starting in a back three. Uh, yeah, in a back three than I am um, in a back four. I'd just rather have Lorena with there because you know that Franco Escobar and, and Pogba are going to go up. And on top of that, you know that both of them, well, at least Pogba isn't as defensively proficient as, as we would like him to be. Um,
1: I, yeah, that's I, I, an I also, but I also say I also
0: I also say this. Pogba, when we've needed him, has stepped up. So I wonder if maybe in a clutch moment like this, he can kind of pull it together and have the game of his life.
3: He's an enigma. It's Is not this, something I'm expecting. Are you it but be his John Brooks game, where like out of nowhere know where he it's scores.
0: It's not points. something I'm expecting. But I, I'm again, it, we did we we all kind of at least super early had feelings for Pogba. Feeling we had, we had, we had a, uh, we we got the tingleys inside of ourselves because we we thought, okay, well maybe here's something we we unexpected,
3: and maybe it means, and then he his proved his brother us, will play for us in five years, yeah,
0: and then he proved us wrong real quick. But at least there was something there at the beginning. Yeah. Maybe we can we can rekindle whatever was at the beginning of the, uh the relationship. Like, I mean, he
3: had some good moments, like you said, man. Like there were some there were some times where it's like, oh man, this guy's gonna be really good. His good depth. Think, yeah, that's yeah. but that that's what what the ultimate thing is. Yeah. He's a good depth piece to have when your back line is healthy. If you need to bring in like a, a defensive sub, say like, you know, you're up two to one late in the game and you bring him in for pity and, and bolster your back line, I mean he's perfect for depth.
0: I'm excited to see Pity not start.
2: Well, that's your next thing. That's,
3: that's, big, that's <laughs> It's really big amazing. I'm excited like, to see him not start. Really he himself out. You really felt really like did.
2: you knew exactly what this team's best 11 was a month ago, and now we're not so sure. So that's the other part is, and this is something we talked about last week, Eric, was the fact that uh, not only did Emerson Hyndman come in for PT Martinez uh, in that last New England match, but Frank DeBoer also experimented with a slightly different style of play where... And if you want to uh, get more uh, specific on it, I had a story about this on Dirty South Soccer that came out a couple of days ago. (laughs) But uh, basically, not only did Emerson Hindman come into the game for PT, or start the match from PT Martinez, but you also tweaked the style of play where instead of having PT Martinez float to Joseph Martinez's right, and uh, Hindman float to his left, or Barco was doing that previously in the season, instead you had Hindman float left and Barco float underneath. Uh, and and, and leave Gressel kind of isolated on the right side of the pitch. So to me, the fact that not only does Heinemann come in for PT, but you experiment with a different style of play against the team you're going to play in the first round of the playoffs, that tells me at the very least that was a real genuine experiment from Frank DeBoer to see if this 11 will work. And as far as going forward, you created a ton of chances in that New England match. So even though PT Martinez obviously if you're going to build a team around P.T. Martinez or Emerson Hindman, you're going to take P.T. Martinez, but maybe right now at this point Emerson Hindman and Martinez's place and P.T. Martinez's place is better for the team and better for the team's tactics. Do you and
3: think it's better for Joseph? Because that's what yeah. I'm getting at. I think mate, Well,
2: mate, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, Joseph always asking, gets his.
3: Well, what I'm asking is do you think this is Frank Demore saying, I want to feel the best team around Joseph to get him the ball? Because yeah. he is the one that's on hot form. He's uh, continued to be on hot I form. Think... And with Pinty Martinez in the lineup, much more likely to take a, a ill-advised shot. Much more likely to... Um... You so know, I, I'm but, just saying, maybe this is more of a support Joseph. I
0: thing. I, I don't know if it's necessarily specifically. I, and I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but I'm not saying it's. it's it, I'm not going to say it's specifically a support Joseph thing because the team just creates more opportunities when Hyman is in.
3: That's what I'm saying for in but, general. But it, like, sure, Joseph yeah. happens to be up top. But I but think it's
0: not because of Joseph. It's just well, we're creating more with Hyman in. I'm not. I'm going to put Hyman in as right. But it's got to
2: do with Joseph. I, I think. don't think that it's Hyman is the exact reason. It's because. It's because P.T. Martinez, like I said, he likes to move to the right of Joseph. That basically just gets in Julian Gressel's way. Because you want Julian Gressel in space by himself to cross the ball, play the final ball into the box. Not so much combining with P.T. Martinez. Now you have Hyman and Barco that get out of his way. And who does Gressel get all of his assists to when he's alone out wide? Yeah. Joseph Martinez. So I think this is about getting the most out of Julian Gressel because he's your best player at, at, at assisting, hands down. Which also uh, helps Joseph Martinez by correlation. So I think the big reason you're making this move is not because Emerson Hyman himself is creating more chances than P.T. Martinez, but because it allows your best chance creator in Julian Gressel to have a little more space and time on the ball on the right side. And that, that's right. More see.
3: rips from the outside yeah. of the box or True. Right inside of the box. And if you
2: watch that New England game, it was overload the left. You've got all those intricate passers on that side. Where you have Barco, Hyman over there, Miram drifts there, Joseph drifts there, the, uh, Nagby drifts to that side, and then. New England has to shift to deal with those players in possession. Then, boom, you switch to the right, Julian Gressel in space, and I think that's that's a winner in terms of creating chances against a team like New England. Maybe not later in the playoffs, but against a team like New England that's not very good on the back line, and those Julian Gressel passes can give them a lot of tr- a lot of problems from out wide.
3: You mean when Atlanta's ultimately hosting the Red Bulls in the next round? Because we all know that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel that like
2: that's going to happen too. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I that that's the biggest part of this system is it gets. I think Frank DeBoer has realized the, our best, you know, you mentioned Joseph Martinez getting the most out of him. The way to get the most out of him is to have Julian Gressel get to give him service time and time again. And the way to do that is to just get the heck out of his way so he's 1v1 or even on his own against the outside back. And everybody else overloads the other side of the middle. And then if New England, and some teams have done this, if New England say, okay, we're going to commit bodies to Julian Gressel then it's going to open up tons of space through the center of the pitch, and that's where Barco and Heineman and Joseph and those guys can eat. So I think it's a very interesting tactical shift in that it, it, it allows your best kind of goal combination more opportunities to occur.
0: My expectation is that a guy like Bruce Arena will have recognized that. Yeah, It will change the way he attacks both Gressel, the middle of the field, and, and he, which is why I ultimately think, I, again, I think he would be stupid not to do this. I would you seri- think he'll sit back. I, I, mm-hmm. I, again, I would think he would be stupid not to do this. Because look how Atlanta United plays against teams that just sit back. It's it's, it's not pretty. It's, well, it's like everybody incredibly else. effective.
3: That's why maybe Atlanta takes a step back and dials back their aggression a little bit.
2: And you could, I, uh, the, here's the thing. Uh, well, first of all, are y'all Heinemann or PT? Heineman. Yeah, I'm Heinemann uh, too. Right, so we're going to get killed yeah, <laughs> for saying this. I'm Heinemann too. And the only reason is because it opens up space for Julian Gressel. It's not because he's a better player, uh, a better player. I, than P. I, I P. Think but Pete is just a player that wants to drift to his right, and Julian Gressel doesn't want anyone in his way. But see,
0: I like, I like Hyman because he he, he he, at least, I mean, maybe the numbers are different. You guys know I don't care about numbers. But at least visually, I feel like he does less dumb stuff.
2: Well, he's that's he, not he, his he game. T- he takes much. Uh, Hyman takes much better care of the ball. He doesn't try I'm not saying, harder I got, stuff. I wouldn't say he does more dumb stuff, but he doesn't try. He's more of an efficient.
0: Right, Hyman's much more conservative. He, he, he's much more.
2: Uh, we talked about this earlier. He's like a Laurent, the ten version, of, like an attacking yeah, version of Lorenowitz because yeah. he just plays simple and distributes. But he's more of an attacking center. And mid. there's
0: nothing wrong with the way Pity plays. It's just in yeah. this game with the way that the season's gone so far, I don't want that. Yeah. No, I get that. I would rather have someone helping helping uh, feed Barco, helping feed uh, Joseph, helping um, combination play in the middle of the field um, that just doesn't seem to be pity right now. yeah I'm not saying it can't be him, but it doesn't seem to be him right now. And then you throw in the Gressel stuff and and how wide open he becomes when Hyman plays and um, I actually uh, the, the times we've seen Miriam and Hyman kind of interact with each other on that left side. Yeah. Or when 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 Miriam cuts inside, yeah. I that all that stuff looks great to mm-hmm. me. I love watching them kind of between him and Barco and, and Hyman just uh, make the triangles, find Joseph in certain yep. spaces. I it to me that looks. I, I get excited in those moments because I'm like, all right, here comes the buildup, here comes the buildup. Yep. Sometimes yep. it happens there, sometimes it comes off, sometimes it does it, but I don't get that out of pity. I don't get that excitement because I'm like, all right, well, here comes the giveaway.
3: <laughs> well, that, that, that's the thing. Here's my biggest reason I'm playing Heinemann over Pitti, because if New England are going to try and you know maybe sit back and, and catch Atlanta out on a counter, well, what starts counterattacks? Turning the ball over. Yeah. I feel like Heinemann is way more secure on the ball. Oh, no question. Way more comfortable in being secure on the ball than Pitti is. So ultimately, when you're in the playoff single elimination, you can't give the other team those opportunities, and I feel like Pitti much more likely to do so.
2: And then, uh, yeah, that that's really because you know New England is going to play on the back foot; they're going to concede possession. The question really is, and I think the, the thing is with PT, you know, they're going to try to hit you on the counter regardless whether they play a little more open, like I think they will, or whether they're going to play real super deep, like Eric says, they're going to try to hit you on the counter. So you mm-hmm. you right, a player like PT uh, that that, and we saw this with Ezekiel Barco a lot last year. Uh, that, that that loses the ball, maybe over-elaborating on it at times, that's when your team gets caught forward and, and can get countered. And we saw that throughout the regular season. Um, again, it's not a criticism of PT's game. It's just that it might not be the best fit for this particular matchup in a single elimination situation. But really the question, I think, in this match is how New England are going to play. I think that's going to dictate so much of what we see from Atlanta United uh, because if they do sit back like Eric says and really park the bus... It, it's gonna be a little bit slower it's gonna be uh, you know maybe very high possession numbers for atlanta but if i'm new england i'm looking back at that last match from the regular season and saying man we had 13 14 shots on goal we even we were equal with atlanta uh, in xg you know we're getting we're playing that 442 with two strikers and our wingers playing more advanced with pania and heel and we're just counterattacking the crap out of atlanta united and now i say hey now miles robinson's not in the lineup and I've got a super pacey player in, in Panilla that can attack, a really technical fast player uh in Carlos Heel. Uh, you know, obviously we talked about Gustavo Bo. I'm saying obviously we're gonna we accept that we're not gonna have a lot of the ball, but I'm trying to keep guys forward and go counter, not so just pop the bus.
0: I, I I should I should better describe what I'm thinking Bruce Arena will probably do. I'm thinking like sit back and like, it's like a it's like a as soon as they hit midfield, just press the hell out of everyone. So that they can create those turnovers. It's not necessarily just well, sitting midfield back. Midfield would be a
2: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: It's, it's sorry, I, I should have no, explained no, no, I should explain like that because it, to just just sit back like that would make no sense. You're just waiting for Laney to turn the ball over. But if you press them as soon or, uh, as soon as they start, yeah. they start getting to that. Kind of a comfortable uh, circul- ball circulation. Yeah, you set your press. Back that's deeper. when you press. I and, you do that and, and
2: boom, you you try to hit him on the counter. That's more what I was thinking when yeah. when uh, when and, I when I mentioned sit back. And I think that. The, and then the real question though then becomes Eric is because I, I think that's what New England will do. So at that
0: point, Miles Robinson not being in there is going to really hurt Atlanta United. Yeah. And you've got a guy like Michael Parkhurst. Michael, we got a guy Michael Parkhurst hasn't played much, and LGP who's 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 stabbing at
2: balls like. Like like he's trying to kill someone, um, oh, you know. It, it just you've got a you've got that wouldn't kill someone, but it would be very painful <laughs> if someone stabs you at your balls. Uh,
3: damn it, Judd. <laughs> you said it.
2: You said he's trying to stab balls. like he's trying to kill someone. So how do you think oh. I anticipated that? How do you think I stab read that? At balls, stab at balls. Oh yeah, that makes it. That makes it way. Uh, how does that? How does that make any get you off the Look, hook? In, in my way? mind, the context made sense. Yeah, okay? it didn't All make right. sense. I just had to clear you right. up, but. uh, no, so the question is this because I think that's definitely going to happen. New England's going to set up a little bit of a deeper line. They'll try to press in the midfield area. I think the question is what you do with your two wide players because you're playing that four-four-two. New England's stuck with that four-four-two the last, uh, really the last couple months. They've settled on it. So we assume you're going to see the same formation. But if your two wide players are, are Panea and Carlos Heel, those guys are not going to be the type to come back and defend. So if you do that. You sit in a deeper block, you press it midfield, like you said Eric, and then you sit, you play your back four, and then you'll ha- you'll probably see uh, the two holding mids, uh, it'll probably be Zahibo, uh, and maybe Caldwell, I don't know, we'll see in this match. Uh, you'll have your two holding mids sit in front of the back four, so you'll have six players uh, playing back behind the fall- ball defensively, and you'll have Pania and Heal, Gil- and your two uh, wingers kind of sit in space, try to start the counter, and then obviously you'll leave uh, Bo and Bunbury or your two forwards uh, up up high. Or you can play a little more defensive with your wide players in Healy and Pania, and bring them back and play super deep and defend with two lines of four. Uh, and try to counterattack through your two forwards with Bun- uh, should be Bunbury and, of course, Gustavo Bo. So that's the real question. I think there's no doubt that you're going to see New England set up a little bit of a deeper line of confrontation, concede possession of this match, but keep an eye on the wide players because that's really going to dictate how open the match is. If Heal and Panier are not instructed to come back, it's going to be a lot like it was in, the, in at the, the last match in the regular season where you saw Atlanta United looking very dangerous, but New England also constantly breaking, especially into those wide areas through those two players I just mentioned. So New England is definitely going to do what you said, Eric, uh, in my opinion, you know, I think they're going to do it either but way. the I, question I, is, are you going to defend with two lines of four, or are you going to kind of defend with six or seven guys and leave the other guys just stay forward and then try to hit those pockets of space and counter that'll be left when Atlanta United attack and are exposed. I, I have no doubt that the way Atlanta United at times is going to circulate
0: that ball, it's going to force all eleven players, all eleven New England players behind the ball. That's it's, also- a, it's at that point where I'm like, all right, that's where you. In those moments, yeah. you press the hell out of. If I'm New England, if I'm Bruce Arena, you press the yeah. hell out of Atlanta United, create that turnover and go the other way. Yeah. Um, because on top of that, you look at the you look at the uh, you look at the goals that Atlanta United scored the, mainly the two goals because the Gressil goal, like as 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 awesome as it was, off a corner kick that could happen yeah. any time. Yeah. but the two two goals that they did score it's 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 all there's way too much space for Atlanta United to kind of cut through. You eliminate that space. Atlanta and I doesn't doesn't it doesn't score three goals. We talked about how well they played. They also allowed those three goals. So if, they, if if you, I don't think you can continue. I don't think you can look at that match and think, okay, well we're gonna do exactly the same thing, and uh, and and
2: expect a different result.
3: They're a team I worry. Way I'm not saying more it can't about, happen, but you look
2: at that game and you're like, we we could have won that game. Could have, of course. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's all you can ask for if you're the you're the sick the what are the sixth the seventh seed? I don't know. Everyone makes the playoffs now, whatever. Yeah, they seven are. seed, yeah, the twelve seed, whatever. Uh, that's all you can ask for. In I, my but opinion, I look
0: at I look at I look at what happens in these in these uh, in the playoffs. You look at what Chris Armas did. You look at what Tata Martino did. You assume Bruce Arena is going to better teams though
2: than New England even now? No, last year those teams oh, sure. yeah, are better teams. It's easier to tweak your system when you have better players, I think. I don't think New England New England doesn't have good defenders. So if they sit back and defend and you're asking that shambolic back four, I mean, I, I think that's playing into Atlanta United's hands. You know, you, you, you when you sit back, uh Look, one of the I, things I that would can go wrong is you make a mistake and this is a mistake ridden back
0: four. I would love to see Atlanta United you know, find a way to to, to to pass his way through 11 guys and and all behind, all on, all on the final third four for Lanny United, and then find a way to score yeah. two or three goals.
2: To be I would fair, love, I don't I think you're going to, to see eleven that. behind the ball. I mean, they're yeah. playing two forwards. I yeah. think you'll see eight or nine behind the ball. I mean, but I would
3: love for Atlanta United to turn into mid two thousands Barcelona overnight. That'd no, I'm be just, great. the thing is that they, they,
0: they did the same thing. They they, they played the same way, uh, that same way um, in Mercedes Benz or oh, last time two weeks ago, whatever. Um,
2: and you still saw the two forwards behind the ball. At times, yeah. But, I don't, but they were certainly not... They, they were, were waiting they, for the counter. They were open. Yeah, yeah they I were mean, waiting for the counter. And that's why you saw it. Lane United create as much as they did in that match. It's really fascinating. I mean, because I, I can see both sides of it. This is just me. If I'm New England and I'm saying I had 18 shots playing a little more open, not super open, but a little more aggressive trying to get forward and counter... I'm going to come out and play the same way. I'm going to say you create, I created a big chance with Panilla in the first two minutes of the match, last time I came to Mercedes-Benz Stadium, um, the, you know, in the in the, the match. And then I, if that happens, then you sit back and play a little more defensive. But I'm New England. I'm looking at that last match. I'm saying this is my best chance to win as opposed to sitting back and asking my defenders, who suck, to to defend well for 90 minutes. That's just how I see it. I think this game's going to be nuts. I think it's going to be like 4-2 five two. I think it's gonna be a crazy, crazy game. Bet on the over.
3: Yeah, I say I say three one Atlanta, but I mean, dang man, you're saying it's gonna be like the most I think it's gonna open be crazy game of the season.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think if you if 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 tactically the team set up the way they did last time, because we talk about this all the time, Atlanta United are super exposed in wide areas all the time because you have Gressel and Miram as your wingbacks. You know, they're attacking wing players. So if New England say, okay, we're gonna what they did last game, they said, okay, with our wingers we're not going to have them come back and defend either. So the wide area is just what, you know, just completely wide open uh whether it be Gressel bombing in crosses or Pania getting into space or Giel or Heel in the wide areas on, on counterattacks. So it's really an interesting matchup because both teams, you know, whether it be that 4-4-2 of New England or I mean, I guess we're calling it a 3-1-4-2 or whatever that Atlanta plays, you're super open in the wide areas both of them. Both of them as far as defensive players Because you have wing wing players that are going to Fly forward and, and not You wouldn't think show a lot of onus To play defensively so it, it's, I just think it's going to be so So wide open when you when you consider the way That these two teams attack
0: Yeah I'm looking at some of the quotes that we've uh, Heard from LA United players and they're all Talking about how uh, They certainly understand the, the, the moment How the single elimination and Focus on the passion, the intensity Uh the aggressivity. Is Who it, said that? Who said aggressivity? LGP. Nice. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Uh, let's make that a word. Let's make that a thing. Absolutely. Aggressivity. Um. Oh, let me see. Yeah everyone. Everyone talks about it being a one off. I. I. I would be. Look, I, I say that I. That I think that there will be some tweaks from. There's certainly been some tweaks for Atlanta United. I think there would be some tweaks from, from New England Revolution from the last time they played. Uh, it would also make me nervous in a single elimination tournament, in a single elimination game, where where, where these tweaks could really cost you. Atlanta's kind of forced to. But for New England, it, it this is kind of where I go back and forth because I'm not necessarily sold in the fact that they're going to just sit back. I'm I'm, I'm I'm conflicted because I'm like, all right, well, why would you change everything for one match mm-hmm. that means everything mm-hmm. for the season? Um, and then you're right. You did have all those opportunities uh, against Atlanta United that that could have easily turned the game, shifted the momentum. Had had things just gone New England's way a little bit more, more so than than Atlanta's. I'm just glad that the players. I, I want the, I, I I'm I'm going to be mad if the players don't come out with like a, a fire and an intensity that that we that we've yet to see. I think this season. That's the one thing I feel like has been hmm. missing so far because Admiton brought a lot of that. Pity his quote unquote his replacement hasn't brought. Nearly, he's brought a different version of that that looks more like pouting than anything else.
3: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I was th- going to say his version of it is I, much more self. You see
0: Joseph do it, but you're so kind of used to Joseph doing it that it doesn't have that same impact as someone like Almiron getting in someone's face.
2: And Joseph only covers so much ground on the pitch because he's sure. sitting on the on the last defender. I mean, Barco and Joseph is only doesn't I, I, I just need I, someone I, to bring it. I think I need someone to bring it. I think because we've heard that a lot all year. I think that's much more correlated to Barco's health and availability because that's when you see. I think uh, that's when you. I, you see kind of shades of what we saw last year. To me, on a consistent basis, has been when Barco's been in the lineup. So, I mean, uh, I think it might be a, just a correlation between the intensity appearing higher, certainly looking a little more dangerous going box to box when you have a player like that in the lineup. Um, and, and Barco is really a guy that sets the table. F- it's for the players in front of him. You know, he's re- he's really not a guy that's going to get a ton of goals and assists. He's going to be the guy who plays the initial ball to see Julian Gressel into the right or or, or things like that. So I think Barco is the one that gives the Atlanta United that kind of offensive identity that maybe we've missed and that maybe we saw last year because of Miguel Mirón.
0: Can we talk about something I we just uh, found on Twitter, real quick? What, what have you found? Felipe Cardenas, <laughs> my boy, throughout uh, from a, the Athletic. his expected Atlanta United starting eleven.
3: It's basically what Eric and I were throwing out there, with
2: one key difference. Oh, he says 4-3-3. Three, three. Oh, I oh, have it now. He so, says he says pity over. Barca. So he says Pogba left back, LGP center back, Barkhurst center back. Escobar right back, Nagby, Lorentowitz,
0: and, and, and Felipe's our boy. Like, oh, no, no, Felipe. no hate against Felipe. Oh, I we,
2: Felipe. We, I, I, I'm going to criticize his— Nagby, its Heinemann, and then Gressel, Joseph. I'm, 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 criticize. Criticize. I'm going
0: to unless you know something we don't, I'm going to criticize the bark over
2: pity thing. Well, he says Barco in thing.
3: the tweet, bark over pity, question mark, maybe. That'll be the biggest decision for
2: DeBoer. Agreed, but, but I don't is, think it's a decision. It's it's, 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 it's or repeaty, isn't it? Well, I mean,
3: well, here's the thing. I think the biggest. I mean, it could be the biggest. I would say that. Yeah, between Heinemann, Barco, and Pity, which two are you starting? But I, I think, think that's the. I mean, the I decision. don't.
2: I don't see how. I don't think it's, it's a Barco decision. You can't, I mean, well, you can't not play Barco. We right? just and we just saw in the last match who. Who the, it's, it's between Hindman and PT right? I mean, we, the last match just showed yeah. us. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but Ezekiel Barco is your most, influ, I think, easily your most influential player uh, right now. And I think it would be ridiculous not to play him in the first 11. I'll say
3: outside of the Pity over Barco thing, if that lineup that uh, Felipe had put out there had Barco in over Pity, that'd be the exact lineup I, I would want them to put out you there. you play
2: 4-3-3 with the, right as a Gressel's an attacking right wing as opposed yeah. to... Yeah, no, Absolutely. it's uh, that's that that's a bit surprising. Um, because you just you just can't. it's either, b- it's between way. PT and Hyman. It's not between PT and Barco. It really doesn't sorry. matter.
0: It really doesn't matter what the starting eleven is. Um, I think I think I would have serious questions for 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 uh, Frank DeBoer if it were if it were Pity over Barco. But me too. I, I'm still I'm still again miles away from confident because of the backline situation. I, I still can't get over the, 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 the idea that we're... I, I, throughout this entire game, even if we're up three, I'm still going to be nervous.
3: Do you want to work mm-hmm. in miles away from Well, that's another reason anymore, that
2: New England or? shouldn't sit back, but... What's that? So I, so do you want
3: to work in miles away from confident
2: anymore in this... Uh, i miles well, away it's from like confident. the fourth time any of you... Miles that. away from There's confident. There's so many different things you can do with that. All right, name one. Uh, Okay, hold no, on. go ahead. I would walk 500 miles just to shut you up, Eric. <laughs>
3: See, I like Isn't the, that a song? See, I like the gap between <laughs> I like the gap between Atlanta and New England is miles.
2: Because, right, there we go. You
3: know, it's like it's like if if they play Miles, That's Atlanta right. should be a heavy That's favorite right. if they don't who knows?
0: That's right. Come up with your own in the chat. And uh we'll Yeah, what's uh, your best Miles pun? We'll we'll talk about them in now the I've chat. I've got that
3: 500 miles song stuck in my head. <laughs> Wait, what is go. it?
2: I would walk something. And I would walk 500 more yeah, and I to be love the man it. who'd
3: walk 5000 miles. Yeah. The pretenders or the proclaimers? Or- wow,
2: I can't All believe right. he knows who's that band. <laughs> that is shocking.
0: Um, it's
3: a proclaimer.
2: <laughs> Anything else we got on? Atlanta United in New York? No, I mean uh, just uh, it, uh, I'm going to be in the Gulch. You guys are be in the Gulch. It's a one. It's a one p.m. It's that early. Kickoff. I'm I'm get, I'm getting out there early. I'm so getting out there like nine thirty, ten. So here's the deal. I'm gonna probably go right on to the faction tailgate. Here's the deal. I'm, I'm a member of the faction. For those that
3: I don't know, you're a member. I of am.
2: Huh? I am. I enjoy my sleep. Oh my god!
0: And it's playoffs, Eric. Eleven might All be right. a little too early for me to get out there.
3: Josh, it's time I get there at nine thirty, and Eric's like eleven's too. early I'm uh. getting there early, man. I'm trying to,
0: you know. <laughs> I like. I don't get to sleep in on the weekdays. Oh
2: Jesus Christ! It's the playoffs. Get up for the playoffs. I like my sleep. If if we lose, it's Eric's lack of commitment. All right, I'll be, well, I'll we can't blame
3: I'll, 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 Eric I'll, 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 and I'll, I'll, then blame Eric for the exact opposite reason.
2: I'll be I'll in, <laughs> be in the Sir, Gulch. I'll we be in the Gulch on Saturday. I'll be in the Gulch on Saturday. Yeah, so come. Yeah, we'll probably hit a. Like I said, I'll I'll probably just go to the faction and then I'll just be hanging out on that side because I don't. But it, it should be fun. And uh, the thing to watch for is, is how does New England handle those wide areas? That's that's going to determine how game wide open the game is. I think it's going to be one you, you want to be in your seat for the first second.
3: But the key, I think, to even further that note is how New England uses the wide areas is going to be dependent on how Atlanta lines absolutely,
2: up. Absolutely. Yep. And so I think... I think we covered that pretty well. Frank DeBoer with a lot of decisions and Bruce Arena with kind of a fundamental tactical decision to decide how he wants to go at Atlanta United. Josh, what did you think
3: of Bruce Arena's kind of subtle digs at, at Atlanta United on the stadium front?
2: Well, uh, what did he say?
3: Well, he was saying how it's a nice NFL stadium oh. <laughs> and that uh, it's the best artificial ter- surface in the league. You know, he's just kind of throwing little subtle jabs while also, I think, Throwing subtle jabs and and thinly veiled shots at his own club. Yeah, that's and what I, his
2: that that's team. that's what I'm thinking. I'm, that's what I'm thinking because that's one of the. If you're going to make that dig, I think New England is the la- last. Well, I was going to say I, it. Say, say, it. I brought that. it up on the radio show. I was like, "How is I
0: was Bruce Arena going to make it that Might
2: dig have, it, You're right, did. Sam. That might have been a little link, a little, link, link, little nudge nudge though. to uh, you know, Robert Kraft. Well, like, I
3: mean, he was asked like about this, and you don't have to say, "Yeah, it's a great NFL stadium." It's like that. That's a shot at Atlanta United too. For sure. Yeah. But it's certainly a shot at his own ownership
2: group mm-hmm. as well. Listen, until mm-hmm. the
0: Falcons can figure out what, what, what the game of football is, uh, it's Atlanta United Stadium as far as I, I'm concerned. I
2: thought you were going to say Bruce Arena took a shot at the uh, U.S. men's national team.
3: Well, you know, the Falcons uh-huh. are minor league from the way they play to the beat reporter that covers them, man.
2: <laughs> Old
3: and, D-led. And, and,
0: and the attendance in the stands. Just minor league D all
3: the way around. All right. Um, Bow
0: ties, baby. Atlanta United, New England, Fox Sports Southeast, if you can't catch it on... Um, if you can't be there, it would be for the Spanish speakers. Uh one o'clock.
3: Is this and the only round they get local coverage?
2: It should it should I be. Think so yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. actually surprised it's 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 guys. because I don't I think the there's an English there's not an English broadcast, no. so I think they're doing an extra. And I know that the, the, local.
3: the NBA does that in, in the, like first the first round. round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I
2: think like it's just a random thing you you want to you want an English broadcast as well. That's true. Yeah.
3: You mean right. they're not gonna give us like the Facebook uh feed Oh yeah, and, and and
2: and nobody wants to
0: listen to that crap. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've been convinced. I've been convinced Well, I, I was already going, but I've been convinced even more. Breakfast tailgates? I've never been to one. Dude, That's what I'm saying, man. Awesome, We're doing the breakfast tailgates. That's what I'm saying.
2: Somebody bring breakfast. a big old box of biscuits. Bring Eric some peanut butter in a cup. If you're going
3: tailgate <laughs> biscuits for your if you're going biscuits for your tailgate, <laughs> are you going Bojangles or Chick fil A? Ooh. That's a tough one, right?
0: You know what? For the sake, I, I, I will I will be walking. Go I will be walking around. If you can find me, I will be walking around with a bag of Bojangles biscuits and a bag of Chick Fil A biscuits. Oh,
1: now
3: we're doing. And it. And
0: for those that walk up to me, I will just pass them out. Nice. Are you actually? How you have to wake
2: up even earlier. One hundred percent. I will do this. And you have to wake up even earlier to get the biscuits. If the people want it, I will do it. Okay, I want it. I'm a person. Good did, Eric's,
3: Eric's like, yeah, and I'm going to pay for it out of the goodness of our podcast account. Yeah, I'm heart. going to uh, <laughs> put money
2: on Eric not having two bags of biscuits in the Gulch, but you can prove me wrong. I would love for you to prove me I love being wrong sometimes. Should we, should, we make it,
0: should we make it a, a, a little, little funny wager here?
2: You don't think I'm going to do All it? All right. I'll what? buy I you see, uh, here's the thing.
0: You don't think I'm going to be in the Gulch, period.
2: Well, that's step one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I, then I, step two, you definitely don't think I'm going to have at least- Either bag of biscuits. Now I need to know.
3: <laughs> no, how neither Bojang- bag of biscuits. I need to know how like Bojangles stays open because I want to go buy there after this. I'm
2: hungry. They have wonderful biscuits. So, um, and
3: they're not paying us to say that.
2: Do we want to briefly address the U.S. men's national team just to have a little little laugh? I mean, I can wrap it up in about two seconds. Fire Bear Halter.
3: See, and, and Eric <laughs> and I were talking about this earlier. I don't wow. like necessarily like always advocating for somebody to get fired. Yeah, because getting you guys fired want out. You know what I mean? It's it's not no, no. a great thing. Look,
0: me neither. Like as long as we all as I had like half of the Atlanta United fans were on fire, Frank DeBoer, we never no, we never were on that.
3: But for the future of the U.S. men's national team, it ain't going anywhere under this guy. It is it, it is
2: worse than it was before. Let me ask you guys this though: Do you think a different manager makes it any better? I don't think it makes it worse.
3: Well, I said this earlier too on radio. It's it's a fundamental problem. I mean, I, I was talking about Jurgen Klinsmann, and Jurgen Klinsmann's biggest issue was. He was the coach and not the, like, technical director. If you had made him, like, technical director of U.S. soccer where he wasn't coaching because he's not a great tactician, but he is great with people and he is great at sort of – I mean, look at what happened with the German 2006 World Cup team. A lot of that was Jürgen Klinsmann kind of overseeing the development of some of these players and stuff for a longer period of time. Jürgen Klinsmann never got the amount of time he needed or the – Requisite power that he needed because of the way that U.S. soccer is set up, and and people like uh, Sunil Gulati not wanting to give up certain aspects of power oh, and things oh. like that. I think over and not wanting to give Jurgen Klinsmann complete control of the operation. He operations. had a lot
2: of control, though, man. But not I, as much. But he, I'm
3: talking about you. They, this is a, a fundamental problem. He had more control problem. than
2: any manager of the U.S. Men's National Team ever had. This is a
3: fundamental problem yeah. that goes all the way down to the. The, the lowest levels of soccer coaching in this country in terms of the way that we develop right. no, talent. That's, that's so totally it's, right. It, it's not on Burhalter in that sense, and this is a long fix. There's nothing that's going to be a short fix about this, I don't think but I do think there's managers that could get more out of the talent on this team and get them to the World That's Cup, true. which I think is what they have to worry about right now, and then you can worry about the long-term, bigger-picture stuff later. But you
2: know, Sam, I think this is one of the few times where you cannot point to the fundamental systemic issues with U.S. soccer because those have issues have lasted for a long time, and you're still not losing to Canada. But here's the thing, you're other still managers- qualifying for the World Cup. There is a personnel, aside from the issues, top-down issues you have at U.S. soccer— this is a particularly bad player pool right now. Hopefully that'll. Change. I agree with that. Uh, but well, you should well, still be beating Canada. They're, they're, they should still be Canada, and then that doesn't do Burhall too well. they're trying to Sorry. fit
3: a round peg into a square hole by trying to play a style that he does not have the talent and players to utilize. Mm-hmm. If you're the manager and you're trying to save your butt in your job, you've got to realize and do what a lot of other U.S. managers have done and say, look, technically we're not on the level with these teams we're playing, so we need to use our athleticism, which in a lot of cases is, is better than some of the countries they're playing against. We have to use our athleticism, use our physicality, use our defensive ability to you know, bunker in and hit teams on the counterattack. As, as unsexy as that is and as unsustainable as that is long term, even right now it's probably still the U.S.'s best chance at getting results.
0: Try stuff against teams like Cuba. Don't try those same stuff on mm. on, on, on teams that could potentially beat you.
3: Right. Like that. That.
0: But Canada did not used to be that
2: team. I mean, Canada. Canada. But Canada, it's Canada been What 30, Canada, Forty years. Much is, is far and away different than than the Canada of yeah. old. I agree. But if you look, just if you look at Rosario the if you look anymore. at the starting eleven for Canada in the U.S., there are two maybe. I mean, I guess uh, obviously Alfonso Davies and uh, I guess Jonathan uh, David who would get David's. I don't think anyone else in that Canadian team is getting into that U.S. 11. I mean, uh, and, and so we can sit here and talk about... Um, no, no, no. You US know, men, uh, the U.S. men's uh, national team the, is clearly... The player pool itself has clearly gotten worse. Even for the I, U.S. standards, I, this is What not I'm looking pool. for is
0: someone that's going to be practical about what's going on with 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 the player pool, right. with, with, the, yes. with the with the talent on the field, all that stuff. But Play I just, to the
2: team strengths. They, these players have strengths, and they're not being played. And I, through, and I right. just think, to your guys' point, I think regardless of system... When you look at the, when you get beat like that by a inferior team, you look at the energy level that's not there. You, I mean, and and that's so, really but that's when more you reason no, to and fire and no, okay. I, and I think it's really to you guys' point because I'm, I, I I don't know, I don't think it matters either way. I think they're just screwed. Kind of thing. The effort but, uh, against
3: Canada but, was a joke. W- yeah, and that's why. Right. That's why Burhalter, I think, more than any other reason, needs to go because he's lost the locker you're, room. You're losing. The yeah, players aren't right. playing for him. That there was the, the again. The effort was pathetic against Canada. Yeah. There was no urgency. There was nothing.
2: I mean, and I, we can sit here and talk about how much Canada, better Canada are, and they absolutely are, but you don't get beat like that by them with that 11 versus their 11 unless you have an issue, a general intensity energy issue. In that Canada's match. first goal—
3: Literally went past the entire back yeah. line of the United States. All four members could have put in a yeah. tackle on that ball and didn't. It trickles to the back post and is a tap in for yeah. David, I believe. But the the point of that is the effort. Yeah. Like, you can't have a ball slide across the entirety of the box with four defenders in it
2: and none of yeah. them make a play and on And Canada the ball. could have had more, you know? So.
0: I mean, again, I'm not. You look at you look at the games that uh, the United States has played and even against the teams that aren't uh uh like the Mexicos or the Costa Ricas of of CONCACAF they're still struggling against everything. The only team they they they've beat handily is, is is Cuba. Take that communists. <laughs> I like I mean the, this team is clearly getting worse.
2: Yeah, I mean that, that's that's, that's getting the main worse. thing. That's the main um, thing. So much worse that I didn't even watch the Canada game, and I can sound like I, I, just, I did because I know what happened. But I watched I, it, the Democratic it's, debate. It's, it, it's, I didn't watch. The, I didn't watch the game. It's to the point where
0: I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch this team anymore. Watch I, Twitter, bro. It's w- so fun. Okay. Watch the Twitter implosion. Don't. I don't, I don't want to watch this team anymore. I don't want. Uh, I don't want the 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 hyperbole of of, of whatever is going to be said after the match. I don't want. I don't want to listen to to post game. I don't listen to pregame. Yeah. I don't want to be like false hyped up by by. Yeah. Taylor Twelman or Lexi Lawless about how this team has a chance or or or, or, or I, look neither of those guys are going to falsely prop this team up right. because they're both they're both
2: as Bashing. as bashed yeah.
0: as angry as we are but the the point is that I didn't want to see that like I, I I'm just I'm done like I I don't want to watch what, anymore what this, I want to see Eric which is I'm crazy is when is, when is
2: when is when is U S soccer I'm switching going my allegiance in? to U S A rugby when is U S soccer no don't do that
3: they lost all four of their matches at I, I the World <laughs> Cup. <laughs> horribly like they got blown out they're worse than the u.s soccer team right now so
2: my thing and this is what pisses me off and this is the reason i don't really follow the u.s men's national team that closely anymore is these failures are epic and massive and really unprecedented for the u.s in the last almost 30 years and you don't really hear it doesn't seem there's any panic it doesn't seem like U.S. soccer has. Everyone's kind of, any, any of changing anything. Out. You missed the World Cup, <laughs> that larger nation in CONCACAF, and you're going to. Miss, you're on track to miss the next and one. What's you've
3: you've changed nothing. What happened? Thank you. What happened? They missed the World Cup, and what have they done other than hire so Greg Barhalter and and add Ernie Johnson to the mix.
2: Nothing, Ernie they Stewart, have, er, Ernie Stewart. Johnson. Thank you. Er, I would Ernie take a, I would better. take Ernie Johnson. Yeah, it'd be better. They'd
3: be motivated for but, but old no, Ej. <laughs> but no, seriously. But no, seriously. They have done nothing to. It, it's been what two years? Uh, yeah, I mean, 2019. Y- yeah. It's been. Yeah. Uh, it's been about about two years. They've done nothing, absolutely nothing to alleviate the problem. They have not done anything. Have they done any changes to the youth system? Have they done anything? No. Not
2: that we know of. I mean, nothing obvious. And the thing is, if I was U.S. soccer, even if I wasn't changing anything, I would come out and and politic like I was because I would accept this is unacceptable. I have to at least give an idea, you know, to the people out there that we're changing things. Even if I'm so stubborn, I think I'm going to stay with my same ways. I'm going to at least... Publicly say, so, yeah, you know, we're trying to fix something. You know, our issues with our system. You know, we're trying to you talk about bringing a coach that brings in the plays the right style. Blah 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 blah. Even if it's a lie, but U.S. Soccer seem to think they can just continue along the same path, and it, get, it continues to get worse and worse. And uh, uh, I just, I, I really feel no affinity towards the. I don't know if other people feel this way. I feel no real connection love or, or connection yeah. or anything as a fan. And you know, it used to be. Despite all these systemic issues and things like that, you knew what you were going to get from the U.S. You were going to get a gritty, you know, gutty performance we're from a team that's earlier. going to work they hard for 90 minutes. Hard. Yeah. And and, 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 and and it's almost as if, as the resources have increased for U.S. soccer, the team and the players have gotten worse. And that says to me almost the more these, 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 these bigwigs get their hands into things, the more that they're able to do, the more responsibility they get, it, the worse like, things become. Well, you know what this it, team it, doesn't
3: have? They don't have a Claudio Reina. They
2: don't right. have they don't have Who has a, who has bashed the U.S. system, by the way, well, very recently. Like
3: they, and when I say that, I mean players What was the one thing that the US could always do against their opposition, even if the opposition was a way better team? Fitness Out, Physical yeah. them and outfit them. Yeah, that's not what this crop of player has. They're not any more fit than the teams they're playing there, and they are. But it is a
2: desire thing, right? No, I'm sure they a lot are of as fit. a lot of
3: desire, yeah. But uh, just physicality as well. Yeah, these, these players aren't nearly as physical as what we're used to seeing as U.S. As Miss National Team fans in terms of a team that that never say die attitude, man. It, it, it was an ethos almost where we're we're not as good as you. We know we're not as yeah. good as you. But we're we're as cardiovascularly fit as you. We're stronger than you. We can withhold your attack and then beat yeah. you
0: on a and, counter. And that mindset mentality has be, been gone a while. To be fair on that one, I, I'm not saying I agree with what you're saying. To be fair, we have been been asking for nothing but youth and 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 energy coming off of. Uh, and,
3: no, been, I agree. We've, we've been, been
0: that's asking. True, we've man. been asking for young players, for for, for new players, for for, for uh, but new but style like of play. We've been asking. But it's not no, no, working, so we
3: need to go back the other way. I agree. Um <laughs> uh,
0: the, the thing that gets me is that I feel like I feel like US soccer and, and the US men's national team is 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 like doing their own like whatever drill you want to think of, and they're doing it wrong. And then they look around, they're like, Oh, is that how you do it? And they just kept doing it wrong yeah, the exactly. entire time. Because they they there's no there's it just seems like there's just no adjustment. There's no
3: that's what we were all just saying. I mean, Nothing. they're not there's doing just, it. There's
0: no, there's no, there's, uh, there's no, I, I want to see a sense of urgency from the, from the Federation. I, I don't even care about the players anymore. Here's that That'll, that'll okay. come.
3: That's an interesting way to go. we talking about the Federation. How much of it is the Federation's attentions turned to other things? Like what? Money. Money. But the the, the battle some, between – no, but listen. At
0: some point, they're not going to make money. Oh, they will. No, but no, will. what
3: I'm saying is maybe the – the and, and I'm not – let me preface this by saying I fully support oh, what the U.S. Women's National Team is doing. But do you think that the distraction of that, that has been weighing over U.S. – and that's what Carlos Cordero has mainly had to deal with since taking over as president, is this – thing so but do you that, think that that, that is, is is halting the progress of the other side because there's well, not then we're really really
2: really it.
0: screwed well, of course. <laughs> what, no, I but that to me that just has nothing to do with berhalter or or the u.s men's national team well did you see the in, in terms, were, terms of how the, they play dude, on the dude, field yeah. in terms of how they actually uh, conduct their their business as as a as a professional sports team no, I agree, but I'm just for, saying. for the federation. Sure, that may, that that's that's obvious. I'm not gonna call it a distraction. That's a thing they're dealing with right at the, at the moment. But that's got nothing to do with the way the 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 tactics and and the and the training is set up for the U.S. men's national League, The players themselves, I, I don't think they care about that. Well, and here's another, not in the sense that it's going to affect their 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 everyday play.
3: Well, here's another issue. The um uh Glenn Crooks, who does play by play for NYCFC and also has a serious XM show. Uh, tweeted this uh, earlier this afternoon. He says a future guest who has worked with Tab Ramos will tell his show The Coaching Academy that Ramos should have been the interim U.S. Men's National Team coach oh, yeah. but wasn't because of fear that Ramos would do well and disrupt Jay Burhalter and U.S. Soccer's plan to hire his brother after the uh, Crew season. If that's the case, then we're just outright being lied to by the U.S. Soccer Federation when yeah. they said Jay Burhalter had nothing to do with it, which, which, yeah. and that I there was think, this long
2: surge. which and, I don't know.
3: think
0: anyone so, wait,
3: wait. believes anyway. Who's
0: the guest? He didn't it doesn't say. say. What, how is the guest tied to the situation? Just says they've worked with Tab Tabram. It's an old. Goalkeeper I, loved, I see, Of I, course, I, I mean we need I to hear this. It, first, yeah, I love. But to hear I'm the rest just of saying,
3: it. if that is true. Then, yeah, the US, U.S. soccer thinks we're all idiots, if that's the case, because they are out here like putting these statements like Jay Burhalter had nothing to do with the hierarchy of Greg Burhalter. Right. And it's like, well, I didn't believe that anyway. But I mean, for them to just boldface lie to you, it's like if, if you're a fan of U.S. soccer and this is the kind of thing that's going on, what can you do? Stop going to the games. Like, like, stop supporting mm-hmm. them because things aren't going to change unless they. Like they, I said, you know, here it's, it's way new.
2: better to just watch Twitter implode. It's so fun. That it's is good. so <laughs> fun. It's so fun. All right, uh where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me at Josh B nine one four
3: at Sam J Franco over here. You can find me at Eric
0: G Cantani. You can find the podcast at Mots Podcast. Donate to your uh, Bojangles and Chick Fil A biscuit. That's friends. right. Yes. By going to patreon.com MOTS podcast. By the way, I do
3: have one more thing. I wanted to send a shout out to Joseph Martinez because, um, you know, we at Dirty South Soccer have a partnership with a company I work for called Breaking Tee. Pimped your shirt. And yeah, if you saw Joseph's uh, Instagram story the other day, he got his hands on a couple of our Build the Statue t shirts that we made. And, uh, you know, you can uh, head over to dirtysouthsoccer.com and uh, there's, a, there's a link that you can use to get the shirt if you want one. But yeah, for Joseph to uh, show some love. I mean, that uh, when I started working for this company, that was a big passion project of mine, was getting something for Joseph Martinez because of how much we all love Joseph Martinez. And this shirt turned out really well. And, you know, when he puts it on his Instagram story with a bunch of fire emojis, you know, you're doing the right thing. So I was uh, very, uh, very happy for Joseph to, uh, to, to appreciate the uh, hard work that we put in over there. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll be selling many of these uh, yeah. as Atlanta uh, United get their way through the MLS Cup playoff. All right,
0: the game is on Saturday. We will probably be back next Wednesday uh, for the radio show, so make sure you're on top of that. Hopefully with a win. Hopefully with a win. Hopefully we're not uh, doing a post-mortem on Wednesday. Uh, we'll also have a podcast next week, um, either Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, well, you know what? We'll probably do it Wednesday.
3: Josh, I don't think your microphone
0: Well, you know what? We'll do it Thursday. Well, I don't know. We'll figure it out podcast might be a little bit different next week because of the timing of the game. It, also, figure it out. also depends on uh, if Atlanta United is victorious or not.
2: Next week.
0: Just don't know the day yet. All right. Yeah. Until next time. See you later, Atlanta.
2: bye